Hey folks, it's JK. Just wanted to jump on real quick here before the start of the episode to say thank you for choosing to press play on the Help Me Understand podcast. In today's episode, I have a conversation with Taylor Hansen. Taylor is the owner of Tailored For You Coaching and also the host of the Pursue Your Potential podcast. She's very deep in the work in the fitness and nutrition space. And our conversation today is really centered around her experience going through the 75 Hard program which is a program created by Andy Frisella to really work on developing mental toughness. So for those of you who've listened to my podcast for a while or have just happened to tune in to a few episodes I've done in the past, you know that I've done the 75 Hard program, and I've also had a couple of guests on the program who've completed the challenge challenge themselves also. The conversation that we have today is a little bit different because not only is it about the experience of doing the 75 Hard program, but also it's a conversation about what we call the aftermath of the program, reflecting on not only our experiences, but what suggestions we would have, what recommendations we would have if people are deciding to do the program, and really just flat out if we feel like the program is a good idea or not, and why. So sit back, relax, tune into today's episode. Again, thank you for choosing to press play, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Help Me Understand podcast. I'm your host, JK, here with a returning guest. We haven't had very many of those here on the podcast, so uh, definitely honored to have her back in the mix. So if you did not listen to her earlier episode, I'm going to allow her a few minutes to introduce herself, but uh, I am honored to have Taylor back on the podcast. First of all, Taylor, how are you doing today? Hi, JK. I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I am doing all right. All things considered, doing all right. You all know, right. We just, uh, yeah, we were just talking uh, before we hit record. I feel like I'm, I'm productive these days. We both, uh, we could have had another episode around productive versus busy. So uh, I know that you are somebody who has a lot of uh, what my grandfather used to say, irons in the fire uh, mm-hmm. at all times and stays, uh, stays moving constantly. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely feeling productive these days, as I know you are also. And you've got a lot of good stuff going on, which we'll definitely bring up uh, before we wrap today. But first, uh, for those who are not familiar with you, maybe had not listened to the first episode that you were on, can you just take a minute to uh, just introduce yourself to folks, uh, where you're from, what you do, uh, just general intro we'll start off with. Yeah, absolutely. My name is Taylor Hansen. I go by Taylor Lakin on social media. Lakin is my mate or sorry, my middle name, not my maiden name. And so I just go by that because it was easy for people to remember when I made the switch. I am the owner of Tailored For You Coaching. It is an online health and fitness coaching company. I used to do in person, but I haven't done that in a while just with everything that's going on. I am the owner of Hula Hoop Fitness Utah, which is a Hula Hoop Fitness company as well, a podcast host of the Pursue Your Potential podcast, wife and mother, and I just someone that likes to pursue my potential in my life and do whatever I can to do that. Yeah, like I like I said, you made it, uh, you summarized it really well, but definitely, like I said, a lot of irons in the fire. So uh, somebody who's got a real passion for... Um, as you call it, you know, pursuing your potential, but really I just look at it as the overall umbrella of growth. So always 
uh, super stoked to have the time to be able to connect with you on a few different levels and just kind of talk about just that overall growth piece. And that's the reason why I wanted to have you on today, uh, because you back in at the end of August, I believe it was, you completed 75 hard. So from a context standpoint, I've had a couple of guests here on the show who've completed 75 hard. I have completed it myself. I'm going to, I'm going to officially say that I've completed it once because the first time around, I was the guy who decided to just do the, for lack of a better way to put it, the, if it fits your macros approach, uh, to the diet. And then, uh, Andy Frisella went ahead and came out and basically told me that I didn't get it done. He didn't tell me that, but his, uh, his podcast where he went through the, the different rules pretty much put the kibosh on that. So I went through another round of it and did successfully complete that. And then I've had a couple of other, like I said, a couple of other guests on the show who've completed it. But I reached out to you, uh, one, because you had completed the program. And I definitely want to get your thoughts and your perspective on number one, why you decided to do the program, because this was your second, we'll call it your second round going back through it. Uh, so why you decided to do the program, uh, the tactics that you use to get through that program, because it is definitely a challenge to get through. But really what I want to spend the majority of time talking about is what I kind of talked to you about this concept of take about 75 days after completing the challenge and then looking back to see how you evaluate it now having been removed from it for the same amount of time that you spent in that space. So that's what I'm, uh, we'll eventually get to, but let's, uh, let's first start out with, and I know you covered this on your podcast episode. I believe it was episode 25. If I'm, I might be off on that, but somewhere in near the end of June that you covered this on your podcast, but can you start off with first, what inspired you to do 75 hard? Yeah. So the first time I did it was last year in June and I had spent a little bit of time kind of going off of my usual routine and lifestyle habits and stuff like that, which seems ironic that that's kind of where other people find it is, you know, they're kind of in the dumps They're, you know, maybe they're not in a bad place necessarily, but they're not where they want to be. And so 75 hard happens to come up and I'm a big follower of Andy Frisella and had heard him talking about it, talked, saw other people doing it. And I had competed in bodybuilding competitions. So like, Oh, this will be easy. I've done stuff like this before. It's not even close to the same thing. And I'll kind of explain why, but I had decided to do it and I didn't really pick up on the rules as they're supposed to be starting out that first time. So I didn't know that you couldn't have the workouts back to back. So I would do my CrossFit class. And then after the class, I would go out and run in the parking lot for 45 minutes at the CrossFit gym, or I would go for a run in the morning and then come in the house and do like a, a quick 45 minute something in my house, you know? So I would try to hurry and get that done. It's like no big deal. And then I found out that that's not how you're supposed to do it. So I had a restart and I restarted maybe five or six times the first time before I said, I just can't do it. I'm not going to do this anymore. I don't like the, the restart aspect of it because it is a little defeat. Oh, it's not a little defeating. It's very defeating because you know that you want to do better. You know that you want to do this, but things come up and you kind of just let it go. 
So with the pandemic and everything this year, my lifestyle habits had changed uh, an all-time high. I was not working out like I used to. I was kind of letting it get me down a little bit and it was cold. And so not doing much of anything and drinking more often than normal, not eating well. So I was like, I want to do it again. And so the first time, and I forgot to add this part, but my husband did it with me the first time and he, he had a couple restarts, but he did complete it. And he is someone who like, I'm the, I'm the super, you know, fitness enthusiast of the two. Like he goes to the gym to kind of have that time away, but he isn't super like enthusiastic about it. He doesn't have the best diet. You know, he tries to eat pretty well, but, and he also travels for work 10 days at a time. So when he completed it and I'm like, I can't complete this. Like I felt like something was wrong with me because I was like of the two, I work from home, <laughs> you know, like you're a coach. You should have this in the bag, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I've competed. I've done these things, but I cannot finish this. And I don't know why. So fast forward to now, I'm like, I'm going to do this again. And he just, you know, I texted him. He was out of town and he said, okay, I'll do it with you. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I didn't want to make you do it with me, but since you're going to do it, let's do it. So this time I was like, I, I felt really defeated the first time and I, I needed it. I was really kind of in, I don't want to say a dark place, but the opposite of light is dark. Right. So that's kind of what it felt like. And I just wanted to feel better. I wanted, um, consistency in my life. And that's the one thing that I was really missing was the consistency. And that's what 75 hard gives you. So I went after that again. And, you know, the, the first time I did it, one of the reasons why it was so hard is because even as a competitor, you get to have like your, your cheat meals, quote unquote, or your refeed days, you get to have a day off or two days off, you know? So you had the rest day in between to kind of reset with 75 hard it's 75 days straight and you don't get a rest. And so that's why it was really hard for me the first go around. Yeah. And I, uh, I'm glad you brought up the fact that your, uh, your husband did it with you this time around because I completely forgot to bring that up right from the jump, because I think that's also going to be a unique perspective that you can bring to it, uh, to the conversation too, because many people are going through it either alone or they're going through it with say like a friend from the gym, a buddy, whoever it may be, a coworker. Uh, but it, certainly I don't know everybody who's gone through the 75 hard challenge. I probably don't even know 10% of the people, but in looking at the folks who are fairly vocal about the experience, very rarely are you seeing couples that go through it. So I think that's, that's going to be interesting. If you ever cover that on your podcast, I would definitely be super interested to, to check that out. But um, okay. So you, you attempt it the first time around uh, you know, you've identified not necessarily being as stringent or as strict with some of the tactics in order to accomplish those things. And uh, again, this is one of those I talked to, um, I had my friend Kyle on the podcast to talk about when we went through the experience. It was a, you know, really interesting experience for us. Uh, But both of us had the same, the same takeaway after the first time around with, man, had we known that we were supposed to do it this way. So for example, you know, like the two workouts couldn't be back to back. There had to be a break in between the two and things like that. We would have definitely done it a little bit differently, but who knows if we would have succeeded the first time around, but I'm glad that he had come back and and really kind of nailed down some things, but um, back kind of back on the, the track here. So what I hear you really saying is that you, uh, we're in a place where you felt like you had some inconsistency. 
uh, felt like you were not, um, would it be safe to say you felt like you were just seeing a trajectory or a path that you didn't feel like was really true to what you felt like your standards were at the time? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and it's so weird. Cause, and you, you can probably relate to this, but as someone who fitness kind of is like a really big part of your life, mm-hmm. when we say that we're not doing well, we're still often doing better than most people that are saying that I think. True. So even though I'm saying that I was really struggling, like I was still doing maybe one to two, maybe three workouts a week, just kind of like getting in, getting my body moving. I was still having, you know, like delicious salads and smoothies and stuff like that. But it was everything on top of it that I was doing. And the fact that I wasn't motivated to do my workouts, like it was forced. I was forcing myself to just go move some weight around, you know, do a little bit of cardio, go for a walk or a run or something like that. It was very forced, which wasn't like me. I've, you know, I've, I love to move my body. I love to exercise. I love to challenge myself. And I wasn't feeling any of that. And, you know, just this year has been hard for a lot of people, but being stuck at home really does a number on you. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I saw myself going in a direction that I didn't want to go in and I had gained eight pounds of like not feeling well, it just super bloat, water retention. I did gain some body fat, but it was just mostly like, I felt so weighed down. And I just knew that I, if I continued on that path, it wasn't going to be good. I was, I was at that point I talk about this quite a bit is you don't want to go up a size in clothing. Like when you get to a point where you're about to go up a size in clothing or something like that, that's when you really need to make some changes. And so my clothing wasn't fitting very well at all. And I'm like, I am not going up a size. I've never, I've, (laughs) (laughs) I've been the same size basically my whole life. I'm not going up. And so that's when I was like, I'm, I'm going to start. I'm not happy with where I'm at right now. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, in in my work with clients, and I have a mostly female clientele, uh, that is something that comes up very often. But, you know, it's not it's not just females either. I can definitely say uh, for both myself and then males. I mean, those things, those are those are things where everybody's got a kind of a different way to gauge progress. Uh, I myself am not somebody who puts a ton of energy into the scale necessarily. It is kind of to what you're speaking to. Uh, it is about, okay, how do I feel? And for me, it's a lot about how do I move? Like if I can, if I can tell that I'm just not moving well and beyond the fact that, you know, I'm in my forties now. So not just that, but just the fact of, you know, if, if those walking lunges feel a little bit harder than they were before, and especially like pull-ups, if pull-ups feel a little bit harder than they were before, uh, I can tell like, okay, something's a little funky. I might need to switch it up. So here would be my question for you before then, um, going into, uh, some of the, the, the methodology or the tactics that you put into completing the tasks. So you reach this point where I'm going to put words in your mouth, where you basically say, Hey, enough is enough. Like I've got to change something. I've got to do something different. So my question would be why 75 hard versus the 8 million other things that are out there. And I I say that with the context of uh, you're somebody who I consider to be uh, one of the more knowledgeable coaches in the game. So I already scratch off the Taylor is not in the camp of, oh, you can lose, you know, 50 pounds in nine days 
if you just like lick tree bark and drink water and that's all you do. So I already know that that's not, so I'm not talking, you know, like, why didn't you sign up for this program that promised these results or things like that, but more along the lines of there's a lot of different options that are out there. Uh, so why, why was 75 hard so appealing at that particular time, especially having the perspective of trying to complete it before? Yeah, that's an amazing question. I'm glad you asked it because Andy Frisella makes it very clear that it is a mental fortitude challenge. It's not a fitness challenge. And that's what I needed. I didn't need a fitness challenge. I didn't need a weight loss challenge. That's not where my head was at. And it was because a lot of the things that I was dealing with were mental. And I didn't like the chatter that was going in my head because I am very, I'm very driven. I'm very much like, again, pursue my potential. And when I'm not doing what I want to be doing to pursue that, I am kind of hard on myself, you know, like Taylor, you know what you should be doing. Why aren't you doing it? And, um, and I'm grateful for that voice because it has got me to where I am today. It keeps me pushing and I am very thankful, but at times when you're struggling, it can be really hard. And you also mentioned that I'm a coach and that was really hard on me. That was probably one of the hardest parts is that here I am coaching my clients telling them to do these things, telling them consistency is key, telling them, you know, like, do you want to change? Like all the things in the conversations that we have with our clients, here I am talking to them about that. And I wouldn't say that I wasn't exactly like being honest or anything. They knew I was struggling. I would talk to them about it, but I also thought that as much as I was talking about it, maybe they felt like they had the leniency to not do what they were capable of because here I am struggle, 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 being open and honest about it. But I know that when, when I kind of do have things dialed in, they do look up to me more, or at least this is my perspective of it. And so here I am doing check-ins with them and struggling, you know, doing the check-in, wanting to go lay down right after something like that. And the mental aspect of it was what I needed. And I had done 75 hard before I, I chose to do it because I believed in it. I believed in the power of it. And, and I'll, I'll kind of go over something else. Cause I know you're going to ask me about the aftermath of it, the, the, the recap of it all and where I am right now, I have certain feelings about the challenge itself for the after part, but during you test yourself in a way that most challenges won't ever test you. And I would say the next comparable thing to that is competing in a bodybuilding show. And then below that, maybe like the fitness challenges and stuff, but that's for me personally, because we all have our, we all have our, what's hard for us. And I also really loved how it helped my husband. And I liked the changes that he made. And yes, we were doing it at the same time, but we weren't doing it together. Like we weren't working out together. And uh, we were eating like some of the same things, but our, our diet wasn't the same necessarily so it was kind of like we were still in our own worlds doing it, but we were also like checking in with each other. Like, Hey, did you get your picture for the day? Because the picture was like, that was like my kryptonite the first time around. That's I, I lost out on that. And uh, like one of my, my restarts on the first time was I was reading an audio or not an audio book, uh, uh, <laughs> an ebook yeah. on my phone. And I was reading it as I was going to bed and I'm reading and I fell asleep reading it. So I had to restart because I didn't finish it. And then after that, I found out that he was saying that it couldn't be, uh, it couldn't be on your phone. Like the book that you read needs to be a physical book. 
And so that was one of the things too, that was really hard for me. There's, there's a lot of things, but yeah, I hope that answers your question. (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely. That definitely answers my question because what I, what I take away from that among some other things is just the, the reset that you were looking for. And if I'm ever putting words in your mouth, feel free to call me out on that. But uh, the reset that you were looking for wasn't primarily about a physical change. You just felt like for lack of a better term, you're in a funk and you needed something to bring you out of that. And I think that that's, that's for me, one of the biggest takeaways that I've had from going through 75 hard. And then also that is very consistent with anyone who I've interacted with. And I've interacted with quite a few people now who've gone through 75 hard and completed it successfully is that it truly is a mindset uh, a mindset change. And as men, as much as you see, uh, or a mental challenge, I'll call it. So as much as you see the before and afters and you see somebody going from, you know, one particular physique to all, all, um, all six packed up or, you know, whatever it may be, the internal, uh, the internal shift, I call it, uh, I know from my perspective is definitely something where, you know, the whole mantra of like, we ain't the same, like that's, that's where I can definitely uh, agree that it, it is a mindset change. So I can definitely see with you describing kind of where you were and how you were feeling and just what your overall um, just mental state was, I can see why this would be the program that you pick versus something that puts, let's say aesthetics first, Uh, understanding that you do have to shift your mindset in order to achieve a particular result, but putting, putting these particular tasks and really, I'm going to call it the umbrella of perfection because you have to get it right. Like you have to get it perfect. You cannot miss a day or else you got to start back over. So uh, yeah, that, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, and another reason that I chose it was the reading. I, I've always struggled to be someone who is a reader. Like I can read stuff on my phone. I can read stuff that's like fitness related and stuff like that. But as far as reading and finishing a book, I don't remember the last time before all this that I read a book and finished it because I would get like three quarters of the way through and then be bored of it or something. So the self-development and reading self-development books was one of the reasons why I wanted to do it too, because 75 hard. It's, it really is, like you said, an umbrella, it's an umbrella of um, umbrella of things. Yes. The diet and the water and the exercise is a part of it, but also the reading and waking up and setting up your morning to help you have a really good day. And that starts, it started for me with reading was a really big thing too. So it is an amazing challenge and I, I'll probably do it again (laughs) just because I did like it. And, and I wouldn't have said that when I ended it this last time, but I, um, I'm in a good place to where I think that I, I would do it again. Okay. Interesting. All right. That now you just (laughs) dropped, you just dropped the teaser. So we'll definitely come back to that. So, um, so let's get into, um, you know, a recap of how the experience went for you. So although I didn't bring up each specific task at the beginning um, of the recording, uh, full transparency, I don't edit anything out of 
podcast recordings. So I'll go back and I'll put it in the intro when I record that. Uh, but just going into some of the tactics, uh, some of the tactics that are part of 75 hard. So what I'd like to do is just run through those real quick and then say the specific or a specific uh, thing that worked for you in order to accomplish that. Because I think that what I found to be really inspirational around how you got after it. And again, for those of you who haven't listened to the two episodes that Taylor has put out around her journey with 75 hard, again, I think one was 25 and I think the other one was around 40 or 45. Uh, but I think that that will give you a very good idea of trying to decipher or not decipher, but make that decision. Like, is this something you really want to commit to? But what I thought was really inspiring was the fact that when you started, you, you made it just, you threw down the gauntlet. You're like, I'm not, I'm not failing. Like I know how it feels to restart multiple times and I'm not doing that. So if I'm, if I start it, I am going to finish this. So I think just getting that mindset of where failure isn't an option. And I know that sounds, that can sound really cliche because people say, you know, failure is not an option, but they make a fallback plan. I feel like you went into this with no fallback plan. You're like, this is the day I'm going to be done. And that's the day I'm going to be done. And I'm, it is what it is. So with that being the you know, the piece you're going into it. If you can talk a little bit about that and then um, let's start off with the reading um, after you go over that, let's start off with the reading and how you went after that. And we'll kind of roll through those. Yeah. So I did, when I decided to do it, I knew that if I was going to do it, it needed to be done and I was going to complete it. And that shift in the mindset, especially with, because during the months that I was struggling, I was doing the whole on Monday, I'm going to do better on, you know, and then I would do good for a few days and then I wouldn't want to work out. I wouldn't want to eat healthy. And, uh, I'm not a very big, uh, drinker. Uh, like I, I do drink alcohol, but I, before like March, it was kind of an occasional thing, like with friends or, you know, from time to time on the weekends or something like that. And, I noticed that I was drinking more often just because we were home. We could, you know, pour some bourbon or something like that. That's usually my go-to, but I was noticing that I was drinking more and I was doing just those things kind of like I talked about previous to this. So I said, you know, I've one other thing that I was doing that I was really disappointed about is I was trying to journal and I wanted to have the whole, like, I'm going to journal for, X amount of days and then like, you know, aim for that. But then I would have a day where I messed up and I would tear the, the, the piece of paper. I would, I would tear that page out and like want to restart, like it never happened. And so I was just noticing these little things that were coming up that I'm like, this is, this isn't you. And so it was the declaration of I'm going to start this and I'm going to finish it. And it made the whole thing. I don't want to say it made it easier, but it made it easier to make sure that all my stuff was checked off as early as possible. And that was the the thing that I found out that was significant with that is the earlier you can get things done, the better, and you can just mark it all off. And then, you know, you, you only have to worry about like how your day ends for the most part. Yeah. I I'm nodding my, my head that nobody can see me doing that, but that is such the, the big takeaway uh, out of just about anything from a tactical standpoint, 
uh, that I personally have taken, and I hear you saying the same thing, is the first opportunity that you have to get something done, get it done then. And I, uh, I've had, uh, I had a past guest, his name is Nick and he, um, he was a firefighter or he is a, a firefighter or a fire medic, I'm sorry, in Colorado. And he works, I believe it's like 48 hour shifts or sometimes longer. And if you want to talk about not being able to count on knowing that you can get something done later, like that's pretty much the definition. Anybody who's a first responder, uh, law enforcement, anything like that, I mean, you've got to be ready to respond to other people. You can't tell somebody like, hang on just a second, like throw some water on that fire and I'll be there once I finish my reading. Like that, that doesn't happen. So um, I think I, I definitely agree with you on that importance of getting things done early. Uh, so I really... I really like that particular tip. So talk to me a bit about the, um, the diet portion. I know that one of the things that you focused on, you set a particular goal for caloric intake or a ceiling, I'll call it for caloric intake versus, um, versus anything different because in, in the 75 hard book, which I, have you read that, that one, by the way, have you read no. the book yet? Not as of yet. Okay. Uh, I do highly recommend it. Uh, for anybody who's either considering going through 75 hard or also has gone through it. It's a, it's a great read. Uh, if you're thinking about going into it, it gives you a good reality of what you're going to face. And if you've already gone through it, it uh, makes you feel better about some of the emotions that you go through as you're going through the program, to be totally honest. But uh, can you share a little bit about that approach that you took as far as deciding on a specific caloric intake versus what I'll call, well, you know, there's the rules around no, no, uh, traditional cheat meals, but, you know, versus saying, well, I'm eliminating this and I can't do this and I can't do that. How did you come up with the tactic that, that you, you had for the caloric intake? Yeah. So I, I did actually have the whole, like, I can't eat this thing. Um, and the way that that worked was if anything was obviously like a junk food or quote unquote bad food, something that's obvious. Okay. And I couldn't eat it. You know, I can't eat cereal, um, but there are healthy, nutritious cereals. So there is like a, like a health food cereal that I was eating, but I wasn't eating like lucky charms or fruit loops or anything like that. Um, so if it was a traditional, like junk food, I, I couldn't eat it. So, and for me this time around, again, it was a mental thing. And what I had been struggling with was overeating. It's something I've struggled with my whole life. I just, I feel like a bottomless pit some days <laughs> and I can just eat and eat. And so that's something that I was struggling with. And I was eating yeah, on average, maybe like 3000 calories or something like that. And some days well over that, some days close to that. So for me, I said, you know, I'm just going to stick with a 2000 calorie upper limit and then also like, I'm not going to go below like 1500 calories or 1400 calories. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty petite. So 2000 yeah. calories for me is still quite a bit when you're talking about dieting, right. uh, but I knew that I was struggling with overeating and that's the thing that I wanted to fix. That's the thing that I wanted to work on. So I gave myself like a, a protein goal and then I didn't have like a fat or carbs goal. It was just kind of like, I need to be at this amount of protein and within 2000 calories. And so I would just try to make sure that I wasn't above that every day. And, you know, no, again, no typical junk foods. I was eating quote unquote healthy foods, stuff that 
made my body feel well. And the, the other thing that I was struggling with during that time was my gut health. I did have um, several weeks where I was just super bloated and super uncomfortable and I couldn't figure out why it was, you know, I knew I hadn't been eating the best, but it wasn't normal for me to be bloated for days and days and days. And okay. so I, I really wanted to eliminate things that would upset my stomach, but something weird happened though, too, is, um, I was having protein bars <laughs> And, and these aren't just any protein bar, they're G2G bars and they are, they're really good. The one, the flavor that I like is really good, but I just found that like, that was a treat for me. And even though it was allowed in my thing, I found that I was craving that every single day. And it was because I was cutting out everything else that I was eating in moderation or whatever. And so that was my sweet tooth. And I just realized that I was relying on that at certain parts of the day when I knew that maybe I was going to struggle or maybe I was feeling like I was wanting to overeat or something like that. The, that protein bar that had like coconut and chocolate chips and peanut butter and stuff like it was kind of like a savor, a savior for me because it was just something that I could have and it was very tasty yeah. and, you know, it was within my limits, but I haven't really been eating them ever since just because I was eating them like every day. That's, that's really funny. Uh, just cause it, you know, I, I'm not one that tends to go down the rabbit hole of good or bad foods or anything like that. Uh, so I, I'm only laughing just because a lot of times people will think, or in some of the conversations that I hear or observe, you know, people will say, well, you know, as long as it's a protein bar, it's fine, but it's not about like, is it a good or a bad food? It's about how does it make you feel too? Uh, because it is possible for certain certain products to have ingredients and just, you know, over consuming certain things. If it doesn't leave you with a good feeling, then it doesn't leave you with a good feeling. Uh, and I appreciate you kind of going more into detail around how you handled the nutrition piece versus, you know, the restrictions and things like that. Because uh, I think where I where I intended to to come from with that particular one was just around the thought process of what we'll call like clean eating. And some people feeling like, well, clean eating means this versus, okay, there's a way to make uh, choices that move you forward in your goal and leave you feeling well without every single thing having to never have been in the microwave. I guess I'll, and that's just my opinion. That's all just mine. Uh, so that's, that's kind of where I was coming from with that one. Yeah. Well, and I don't necessarily, I don't like to call foods good or bad either. I will get it as nutritious or not nutritious, something that's good for your soul or something that's good for, you know, overall nutrition. And, um, it is funny that you bring up the clean eating thing because people do think that that's what you need to do. You need to do clean eating quote unquote, but that means something different for everybody. For me right. as a bodybuilder, it was, I couldn't have condiments on any of my foods. I could only have some certain seasonings on the chicken that I was eating. I couldn't have much processed food or anything like that. And so clean eating for, you know, a bodybuilder at that time, you know, I, I did compete on a flexible macro counting diet as well. And I did really well with that, but learning what clean eating is like, you're so limited. And so clean eating to me these days, if I'm going, cause we all have a dialogue that works for us. And there are people that you say clean eating and they understand that. And that's how their, their language works with that. 
I think that is just a feeling, you know, something that just feels good inside of your body. That to me is good food. I don't mean like, like food is bad, that it's, you know, the food itself is bad, but there are certain foods that make me personally feel bad. So being aware of the way food made me feel just initially, that's where I went with my diet. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so just to kind of wrap the, the experience itself, like the tactical pieces, can you share a bit about what you did from a training standpoint? Uh, because I thought that was, that was pretty interesting too, because you were able to bring in some of the other just personal interests that you have as far as movement and things like that beyond just throwing weight around, which I know you can absolutely do. Uh, but there are some other things that you brought in. So can you kind of talk about your approach to the two 45 minute workouts that had to be completely separate sessions from each other? Yeah. And so one of the reasons why I love 75 hard is I feel like it, it helps me with a lot of things that I need help with because he doesn't give you specifics on how you need to eat. He doesn't tell you what books to read. You know, there's recommendations and suggestions and stuff like that. And the workouts as well. He's not telling you what workouts to do. So you get a picket. So I used the opportunity to pick things that I was interested in, things that I wanted to do. Um, one thing that I wanted to be really, really good at is making sure that my dog got walked every single day. So one of my workouts, and especially it would depend if my husband was home, because sometimes he would take her for a walk. Um, but that was one of my things is I would wake up in the morning. I would take her for a walk. I no, I would wake up in the morning. I would read my 10 pages. Then I would take her for a walk and then I would come home and eat my first meal. I would let that sit for a minute. And then I would do my second workout, which three to four days was lifting in various forms. And then on top of that, on the days that I didn't want to lift, I was practicing hula hooping and shuffling and shuffling was one that just, I've always, I've always wanted to learn how to do. It's super fun. And I never made the time to do that. And so anytime that I would go to an event where I would see people shuffling or see people on Instagram, I'm like, I want to learn how to do that. So I said that this opportunity was going to be something that I, I, I got myself to learn how to shuffle. And I dedicated some time several days during the week to do that. And that's a hard workout. Like doing that for 45 minutes is intense. Like you're so sore, you're out of breath. It's I mean, I could, I could very well be burning, yeah. you know, 300, 400 calories doing that. You never know how much you're actually burning, but just a guess right, right. <laughs> and you're sweating and stuff. And so I would take that as an opportunity to do other hobbies and things because you need to do two workouts anyway. And, you know, I'm not going to lift every workout and I, I could walk, you know, just go for a walk two times a day or something like that. There's no problem with that, but I wanted to use it as an opportunity to pursue some things that I was interested in. Yeah. Okay. And I, I can definitely agree with you as somebody who's never attempted to shuffle, but did have uh, a little bit of a dance background in high school. If I tried to shuffle now, I, I might actually break an ankle or something, but, uh, I, I give you props on that just because I think it's even more difficult when you're not in an environment at, say like a festival or something like that too, to have, a, have other people to vibe off of too. So I think that's, I think that's actually a little bit even more challenging than just the physical movement itself. Cause I know from back in the day being a DJ for about five years, like there's a lot 
of energy that you draw from the people around you and the environment and things like that. So that being able to do that and learn how to do that without having the people around to kind of vibe off of that, that's, that's a challenge. Yeah. Maybe you should take up dancing again. It's fun. <laughs> I, I'm going to yet, I, there's a better chance of me taking up running on a consistent basis, which any of my people who know me really well know that it's probably my least favorite thing to do. There's a better chance of me running. I don't know if, um, I, I think my teenage daughter might be mortified and embarrassed if I showed up dancing one day again, but you never know. You never know. Never, ever know. Um, okay. So you get through, so we're going to fast forward. You get through 75 hard, you complete that at the end of August. So if you can rewind to how you felt right after that, I guess the open question, it's a yes or no question. However, definitely looking for some context behind it is, do you feel or did you feel at that time like you got what you were looking for out of completing that program as you think back to why you got into it? So you talked about uh, being in kind of a funk, kind of a rut, understanding that, you know what, I've skewed somewhat from the habits that I know have been consistent for quite a while. Um, you know, maybe some, some just physical, just ugh, not feeling great. So do you feel like you got what you were looking for out of completing the program if you were to go back and uh, think, you know, just a couple days after completing it? Yes, I think I did. I Well, not I think, I did. And something that has also helped is one thing I didn't mention is this whole time I've been working out from home. So I haven't been in a gym since March. Yeah. And so that's a really big deal too is it's, it is really hard to get into the mindset to work out from home. You know, there's dishes that I could be doing laundry that I could be folding. My son is home and, you know, there's other things that I could be taking care of. So going down and putting myself in my little gym area that I made is, is hard. So I've, I've stuck with that and I've been doing a lot better. So one thing, and I think I messaged you about this, the coin, the 75 yeah. card coin. Yep. The challenge coin. Yep. So I went onto the website to buy that coin and I, I bought one for my, my husband and I, however, when I went to that, a pop-up came and it said, by purchasing this coin, you are stating that you did everything that you were supposed to do. No compromise, no blah, 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 blah. You know, it was a very direct pop-up oh, yeah. and I, <laughs> I sat with it <laughs> because I don't know why, but part of me thought I could have done better because like there's days where instead of taking my dog for like a, a brisk walk or run, like I'm dragging my feet because I don't want to be out there, but at least I'm out there with her. And at least I'm doing the workout. At least I'm doing that. Or um, even though I was making nutritious choices with my food that were in alignment with what I needed to do with my rules, there were days that I thought maybe I could have made a better choice or something. So something that came up with that is I kept thinking, do I really deserve this coin? Because he's making it apparent that like, you got it. This is an honesty thing. This is an integrity yeah. thing. And so I don't know, I was kind of like hit with some feelings of inadequacy and like, maybe I didn't do the best that I could. I didn't, I lost the, the extra weight that I had gained, which was great, but I wasn't, I didn't completely like transform my body or anything like that, which I very, very well could have in those weeks. So 
a lot of emotions came up that made me feel like inadequate and just kind of thinking about that. So that was really important for me is I had some negative thoughts about the challenge after completing it, that it put this thing in my head that I needed to be perfect, that I needed to do these things perfectly and moving forward, I needed to continue to do that or it was all for nothing. Those are the thoughts that were coming up in my head. And that's something that I feel that everybody that completes it probably feels. And one thing with that challenge also is, or any challenge really is the people make a mistake of using that as the journey. Like this is the journey. This is the end process or something. That's not how it works. And that's not how your 12 week program works or any fitness challenge. It is the base of it. It is the foundation of this new lifestyle. And if, if 75 hard, isn't the foundation that you're wanting for the rest of your life, it's probably not the right challenge because it does feel a little different when you're done and you don't go for, you know, two workouts that day, or you don't finish your gallon of water. <laughs> yeah. So many, so many negative things came up with it that I was like, oh, shit, people shouldn't do this. I wouldn't recommend it to my clients. You know, it's, it, it came up. A lot of things came up with that. So, yeah. And, you know, my husband as well, just to kind of bring him up again, because he did it with me the day that we were done, neither of us were doing any of the things that we were doing in 75 hard. And, you know, he still is like, he's doing his thing. He's back to the same person that he was before the challenge, which is there's, there's nothing wrong with that. He, you know, he takes pretty good care of himself. I'm just saying that like, it wasn't like 75 hard was 75 days of the first days. And now in the next 75 days, we're doing all the same things. It did give me things to aspire to every day that I knew that I wanted to keep in my routine. So I am still reading most days. Um, I am still, I try to have a water goal because if I don't, I know that I fall short and then I'm wondering why I feel dehydrated. So I do try to have a water goal, but it's not a gallon because I'm five foot one, 120 pounds. And that's a lot of water for me. (laughs) So, and that's the other thing that they don't take in consideration is the different size of people and men versus women and all the water that you're drinking and the climate that you're in A, a gallon of water is a lot. And especially when you're little. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm, I'm six to about 230 pounds. So yeah, yeah, I feel I can feel you on that. Like that was a lot for me even. Um, but I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off though. Um, but I think I appreciate you bringing that up because I think that that segues and that transitions perfectly into having that conversation around the you called it earlier. I thought it was actually a pretty good term, the aftermath. So I think that uh, one of the, or I know that one of the reasons that I reached out to you to see if you'd be willing to come on and talk about this perspective uh, of, okay, now removed from that program. And it was just super easy to call it like 75 after 75, because why not? It gives it a structure. And I think there that's a piece of it because as you stated, when you talked about the fact that you knew you were in a rut. And for me, when I, both times that I've done the program, uh, it was a little different. It wasn't necessarily feeling like, you know, it was, it was in a rut. However, I definitely felt like I could do better. 
I, and that's actually how my entire health and fitness journey started. I didn't start from a, a standpoint of dissatisfaction or anything like that. It was just one of those, I knew that I could do better. And uh, I was just, just having this conversation in um, on a morning call today where the topic was around the dark side of uh, perfection and the dark side of growth. And you've even brought this up too on your podcast um, with, I'll call it one of the OG episodes of the dark side of pursuing your potential. And this is the piece that I want to want to really dig into because I don't hear it talked about as much. So maybe it's just the way that my, my algorithm is built on Facebook and Instagram and whatever it may be. Uh, but it's just the way that my perspective is, I guess, based on what I see. So what I see is more of the conversation around growth and around um, achievement and around uh, mindset improvement and things like that. And even myself, like I share quite a bit around like just things to improve your mindset and things like that. But I think, and this was a, a again, a, a conversation I was just having this morning. I think that there, that words matter and verbiage matters. And I think that there's a big difference with working towards being better and doing better versus you're not good enough right now. And you have to, and you you need to do better because you're not doing enough. And I, I'm not going to be able to really verbalize it very well right now, but I think that uh, programs like 75 hard or just really any particular challenge that requires or asks, because none of these are required, but asks the person who's participating in it to complete something without fail for a certain number of days. I think as with anything, you have to ask yourself before you get into it, what is my plan after this before you get into it? And I think, you know, I'm going to turn the mic over to you because I could ramble on about this one for a really long time. Uh, but I would love to really get your thoughts around, you know, the 75 hard is a challenge to develop a like, let's get after it mindset and a push forward and no excuses versus, you know, I'm going to make up, you know, keto Katie's program of the keto folks are going to come after me, but whatever, um, the keto Katie program of 75 days of, you can only eat this and you cannot go over, you know, 1100 calories. I don't care how much you work out and whatever it may be. You can't go over this many calories and you have to, you know, do this particular class for 75 days in a row and, you know, that sort of thing. So you've got these two challenges and, you know, we're here saying like, Hey, we've gone through this particular challenge while we also talk to people about like, Hey, challenges like this other one that are very restrictive. Those aren't great. And I think there's like this dichotomy there, or I, I think there's, I don't even know if that's the right term. I just love the term dichotomy. Uh, but I think there's this, do, do you hear what I'm saying? Like, I, I think there's this kind of this Jekyll and Hyde piece to the challenges like this that are exactly where you're coming from. Like it's contradictory. Yeah. Yeah. For, for lack of a better way to put it. And I don't know if that's more, you know, us that are making it contradictory or 
or not, because I think programs are what they are. Like programs give you steps, they're steps, and it's about how you implement those particular steps. Uh, but I would love to just kind of, I didn't really give you a question to work off of there, but whatever, I like to keep it casual. So uh, I would love to just get your perspective on that because I think that, I think that we connect on where I'm coming from with that. Yeah, I get what you're saying for sure, especially because it's not something that I would re request of my clients to do. And I've had people reach out to me, like clients of mine and say, or just anyone that's seen my stories or something, and they're asking me about it. And, and I give them that disclaimer, like, yeah, it was great. It was great for me. And I felt called to do it. And, you know, I always, I'm, I'm very intuitive and especially when it comes to myself, like things that I need to be doing and things that I want to be doing that are in alignment with where I want to go. So I told them, you know, if it's calling you, check it out, listen to the podcast, make sure that you're, you're hearing what Andy has to say. One of the reasons I would say that it is good is because they aren't putting dietary limitations on you. It says stick to a diet. You get to pick the diet, but no cheat meals. And like I said, cheat meals for me was anything that was obviously not considered you know, like a donut is not necessarily looked at as a health food. So, right, right. so just certain things like that, but keto Katie, who doesn't want you to eat over 1100 calories. <laughs> oh, they're coming. They're coming oh, for us no. after this. <laughs> That's okay. Come at me. Uh, I'll explain to you why, but I, um, so 1100 calories, my, my seven-year-old son needs more than that every day. You know, he's, He's, he's little, he's a little guy. He eats more you than just, that. He's active. You just <laughs> dashed a whole lot of people's hopes and dreams with, <laughs> with that reality, but I'll refer all inquiries to you. They got you. Yeah. Got you. Oh, I'm, well, I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad. If it, <laughs> if it works for you, if you're sedentary, you, you don't, you know, you're, you're smaller size, uh, you know, it might be worth checking different, out. I don't know. Different episode, different episode for sure. Yeah. I, I just think that Another thing that I would recommend for anyone that's doing 75 hard or wants to do it is to at least maybe hire or look into a nutrition coach that can help you with the nutrition aspect of it. 75 hard is a free challenge. You don't pay anyone to do it. You don't have a coach or anything like that. So if you could at least hire a nutrition coach that can make sure that you're doing it in a healthy way, that is a really great way. So, you know, someone like JK who gets paid to help people stay healthy and lose weight in a proper manner, that's, that would be a really, really good way to do it because then you at least have some guidance with that. And you're, you're making sure that with these two workouts a day that you're properly fueling your body, because if you, if you slash your calories and you're, you're cutting out all this food that's deemed bad, you don't know how much you could be under eating by, and then therefore you're not going to recover well. And you need to be able to recover well if you are going to be working out twice a day, 75 days in a row, True. which one thing with, um, so there is a contradiction to it because it's not something that I would recommend, but I am also someone that really loves this kind of stuff and loves to push myself. So if there's someone like me, someone like you who wants to do it, who feels called to do it, it could be the perfect thing. And one thing that I would say, okay, maybe we shouldn't say perfect. It could be a great opportunity. Um, is that one thing that I've learned through my competition preps and 75 hard challenge is you learn about your character. You learn 
you know, how honest you are, because at the end of the day, if you didn't do your picture, if you didn't do your reading and you move on to the following day, you know, say it's day 65 and you, you forgot to do something or you cut your workout 40 or you cut it from 45 to 40 minutes or something like that, or you stop 43 minutes in or something like that. You have to live with yourself and the fact that you're not holding yourself accountable and that you don't have integrity. And I do like that part about it because some of us from time to time in our lives, you know, we'll, we're, we can lack integrity from time to time. And it's, that's something that's very important to me. I am, it's, I cannot lie about anything. Like you should ask my husband, like I'm, he'll ask me a question. He'll want me to respond with a white lie. I'm like, I'm sorry. I know that that answer might make you feel good, but I just can't like say it, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, So it teaches you to have integrity. It teaches you a lot about yourself that you would never learn in any other way because you are, you are grinding and you are, you know, you're doing it. You could be finishing a workout at two in the morning because that's when you're able to do it and you learn what you're made of. And at times like these, what we're dealing with, with the pandemic and everything in our lives, like this challenge could be helping so many people right now that are struggling with, you know, a lot of the things that they could be mentally, physically, emotionally, anything like that. So I'm I'm sorry, that was probably a really long answer. I just, I think you caught me on a really good day that that, that I have, (laughs) you have, well, what I mean is I have a lot of, uh, good thoughts about it today. I have good insight. There are days where I'm like, I'm never doing that again. Never. But there are other days where it feels good to feel good. And I'd say the majority of that challenge, I felt amazing. I did. I felt great. And so one thing that you'll notice if you ever get to that point where you're just feeling unstoppable, you're feeling amazing, you're feeling those things, you avoid things that would make you feel otherwise. Hmm. So that was helpful for me. (laughs) That was okay. That's a, that's a really good thought. And I think, I think that what I'm, what I'm thinking through as I hear you really doing a great job of sharing your experience and your takeaways. And I appreciate the fact that you're being very candid about it. Like some days you look back on it and you feel good about it. And some days you don't, I think that a big takeaway for me in evaluating going through the particular program is again, I can't state enough how, how important it is whenever you're getting ready to take on any sort of a challenge that requires certain things to be done for X amount of time, especially when it comes to health and fitness and nutrition. So I primarily am in the training space and I, I don't just think about the nine weeks or the 12 weeks. I also think of, okay, how are you then coming out of that? It's like the same thing as somebody going through a strength cycle, you go through a strength cycle and then you deload after that particular cycle, or when somebody's going to cut, you go through a cut and then you reverse out. And I think that what, what I feel like is, is missing perhaps. And this is, this isn't intended to be any sort of a slam on the program by any means, because I, I'm definitely not the same person that I was before, you know, completing, well, we'll call it 
kind of completing it the first time and then actually completing it the second time. Um, definitely not walking out. I did not walk out the same person because where I saw the improvement in what is now no longer uh, a question is that I truly 100% saw crystal clear and I had seen it for many times throughout, you know, say I'm 42 now. So over the past 41 years, I'd seen very crystal clear at points that I own things. So how I use my time is up to me. And I've always heard that. And I had always been taught that, but that program definitely shows you that if you really, really, really want to get something done, you'll find a way to get it done. And so in looking at it in hindsight, it just continues to make more and more sense to me why Andy harps so hard on the fact that this is not a fitness challenge. This is not a fitness challenge. It's a mindset challenge. And as I'm talking now, it's kind of making sense to me where if somebody is talking to me and they say, Hey, I want to do 75 hard. And I've had quite a few people side note, it really a pet peeve of mine is when somebody says I've been getting a few questions about, and it's like, no, you haven't. Your mom was the only person who asked you that question. So realistically I've had, uh, I would say upwards of about 30 ish people who've messaged me in some way, shape or form to say that they were going to do 75 hard or get, um, ask me for my opinion on if they were going to do it. And I, I don't give them my opinion for the most part that I can think of. Most of the time I just ask, so what are you looking to get out of it? And I can say that the overwhelming majority who are looking for a physical transformation and that's the priority, they don't finish. And then something that I think about is the fact that if the physical transformation is the most important thing, then what's going to happen is you're going to tie the physical result that you got to the specific tactics that were in there. So just like we talk about, you know, keto Katie, and it's okay. If you do this particular program, my, if you do my nutrition program for 75 days and you starve yourself, you're going to get these results. And then she goes on vacation or he let's call keto Kevin. Cause I don't like to discriminate. So keto Kevin goes on vacation and then he goes back to the same behaviors. What's he going to think the next time when he needs to, or he feels like he's not feeling great about his aesthetics. He's going to go back to, well, what I did is I drank a gallon of water. I worked out twice a day. Uh, those are the things that I need to do in order to get this. And that's where I think that that's where I feel like the, the, the contradiction can come in with a program like this. And you brought up such a fantastic point that I don't know that I, I mentioned enough is that I've had a coach for the better part. I've worked with a coach for at least the last four to five years. I took some time off, but I still had people around me that I could bounce ideas off of as far as nutrition goes. I do my own programming for the most part, um, for the exception of about a six month period. But having someone to kind of keep you straight and help you understand that the reason you're getting the results or the reason that you're moving forward isn't a hundred percent because of the tactic. It's about the mindset that you're developing that's leading to those things. So I guess I say that to say, if, if I can give people 
Um, you know, and I don't know if you would be on the same page on this or not, but if I can give somebody advice on um, what they should be looking to get out of it, they should be looking to get an idea of the mindset that it takes in order to accomplish things versus these tactics are what it takes to accomplish things. Because I think you get into this, this mindset of, well, I only read eight pages today, so now it's not good enough. Because I even the other day went for a walk and I subconsciously, you know, I started my watch when I went out on my walk, you know, just to, to track it. I was about to walk in the house and I just happened to look down at my watch to stop it and it was at 42 minutes. And my first, you already know where I'm going with this. So my first subconscious was, oh man, I still got three minutes left. And I was like, wait, hold on. I'm not doing this program anymore. Shut the thing off and go back in the house. Like I'm good to go. But I think that, you know, just the same way that we talk about, you know, someone who's been restricting and saying, well, I can't eat this. You know, I, you know, I can't have fruit because it has sugar in it. Um, and I didn't do that for X number of days. So that means that that's the thing that's going to make me successful or is the thing that made you successful. The fact that you were mindful around what you were consuming, like you were aware, I guess, of what you were consuming. And so you tried to skew your choices more towards things that made you feel good for the most part versus just mindlessly grabbing whatever was close in the candy drawer, like that sort of thing. So I think that's, that's really the, the piece that I would hope that people will look at is get into, whether it's this challenge or any, like get into it so that you can not specifically look at the tactics, but look at the growth from understanding how you owned the completion of those tactics, not the tactics themselves. And I think they just went and took my soapbox away. So uh, you got anything that you'd like to, <laughs> to add off of that just so they can hear somebody else talk other than me? No, you're explaining that really well. I, I, I like to listen to your perspective of it. It's like you're asking me. I, I would ask you a million questions about it too if this could go on an hour longer. Yeah. But something that um, came to me while you were just talking about that is you and and Mike, you guys are partners and you guys talk about neurotype training and he had the, you know, the personality type diet yeah. and personality typing. Correct. Yeah. So one thing that I would add with that is there is definitely a personality for this. Now I'm not saying that if you have a specific part, uh, personality, you couldn't do this and you wouldn't complete it because of your personality. I just think that there, are, there's a specific personality that is more equipped and ready and committed for something like this. And you can cultivate that. You could read books. You could, you know, you could become somebody completely different through practicing it and doing those things. But just in general, I think that, so Andy says that 1% of the people that do this are going to complete it. 99% of the people that try it aren't going to complete it. And I'm seeing that more and more true with how many people I've seen do it kind of like, cause it's the hot thing that's going around right now. Right. Like, Oh, so I'm hard. Oh, you're doing that. I'm going to do it too. And they see people posting about it. And that's just kind of how trends start. It's becoming trendy or it's been trendy the past year. So people don't take into account that there's going to be a personality or a couple personalities that can do it and do it really well. 
And there is going to be people, you know, people that also have the personality to be like a, a Navy SEAL or a Marine or something like that. Like <laughs> right. they're going to be people that like, this is my jam. This is what, this is what I was made for, you know? And who is it? David Goggins. You know, he's yeah. someone who would freaking like, that dude's a freak. he would, wow. right. And he, he would do this and love it and he would be fired up by it and stuff. And then there's people that this would break because it's so hard. So I do think that it is personality related. And I would say that not to scare anyone away from doing it. If you're like, well, I don't have the personality to do something like that. You know, we can change and transform if that's the the goal that we have for ourselves and we want to transform. But, But I love that you guys work on neurotype training because our minds, our personalities, those things really do play such a big role in the way that we train, the way that we eat, the the things that we are going to accomplish in our lives and stuff like that. And, and I think that that's one reason why, and this isn't a greater than thing. This isn't a, I'm a superior thing or anything like that. So please don't ever take it that way. It's just different. It is a different mindset. And, you know, maybe I'm great at doing this, but I could be terrible at doing something else that was a challenge, you know, just because I don't have that personality for it. You tell me to go do something that's very extroverted. I'm probably not going to do it. Like Facebook lives. I hate those things because (laughs) I hate like doing that. It's not my personality to show up and be live and be all like super bubbly and stuff. I have such like a calm demeanor. Like you asked me to do something like that. It's going to, I'm not going to do well at it. So I, I guess that's the last point that I wanted to add to this is consider your personality, consider the things that you want in your life, not just for the 75 days but for the days following that and just understand that if you're someone who's willing to repeat it there's a good chance that you are kind of you're someone that does enjoy those kinds of challenges which you know that I'm not saying I'm going to do it now or this year there's a good chance that I'll go back to that challenge at a different point in my life because of the growth that I've noticed that I've had and because my personality is something that I strive for those things. I want to compete again in a bodybuilding show. And I never thought I would do that again. Oh yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, I was, I was like, I swore it off for four years from 2016 to 2020. And then I committed again at the beginning of the year right. and it was supposed to be in April, but it got canceled because of the pandemic. And so I'm like, okay, I might not ever compete again. So it's just personality is a big part of it. I just wanted to add that last part. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that you, um, Number one, that you stopped me from talking because I can go on for hours and we're going to wrap up here soon. But I'm glad that you did bring that up too, because I think that it is really important to understand that it is about the individual. So just as you talked about, you know, you're talking about a set program that has, for example, a, a particular prescription for water intake. And I think I see where. I see where that can come from as far as when you have a program like this, you have to define certain things. Like you have to come up with a particular number of some sort. So give somebody like something to work with. Uh, My preference would have been to use body weight as maybe something, something to work off of. Um, Like, you know, I can think of a lot of different things. However, here's the thing he put himself out there and at least he did it. It's real easy for me to do the Monday morning quarterback thing and say, well, here's what I would switch up. But 
that's why that's why that dude is in the position that he's in. And as somebody who's who's been rocking with supplement superstores for like years now, like way back in the days when I lived in St. Louis, uh, I I can definitely say that he his his organization like they they definitely stand behind uh, or they exhibit what he speaks and what he stands behind. I can definitely say that. So, um, all right. So with that being said, uh, I feel like the, uh, the last portion that you really brought up as far as your takeaways um, and how, how you would or wouldn't suggest it for certain people and whatnot. I think that those are really powerful takeaways to have. Um, is there anything else that, uh, that you would want to share around it that maybe I haven't given you the opportunity to bring up or that I haven't approached? I know we, we went through a lot of different information here. Um, and again, I feel like this is going to be an episode that's going to be great for whether somebody is considering the program or has already gone through the program and is kind of thinking through some of the same stuff that we've talked about, because I think it's important when you go through something to be able to go back and process it. And I mean, we're talking about it like we've been through some sort of like crazy experience, but um, if you, let's just put it this way. If you know, you know, like if you've been through it, then you know exactly what we're, what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I necessarily, I, like you said, we could talk about this forever. Right. I could, we could go on and on and, and it is cool to be talking to someone who has also completed it because that is special. Like when you go through something that not very many have, and you can talk to someone and you can look at them and you're like, yeah, you know, you know what it was like kind <laughs> yep. of thing. Been there. Um, it, there's just soup. life, life is short, but the days are long. And that's something that I really have considered, especially being a mom is like, yeah, the days are long, but that kid is growing so fast. And it's nice to be able to fill your days with things that are, that you're going to look back on and remember that help make your life more special. I know that I'm going to be an old woman one day and remember 75 hard, you know, yeah. like what I went through to get that done. And also he was so cute about it. He knew that mom and dad were doing 75 hard and he would ask us about it. He would be like, did you do your workout today? Did you do your reading today? And he's, he's such a, like a quiet kid that like, it was weird to me that he was so like involved yeah. mentally yeah. with that. And in his own head, like, did you, did you do your picture today? Did you do everything that you needed to do? And, uh, and we were both like, we would look at each other and we knew how special that was. And that also gave us the fuel to keep doing it. Cause our son was watching Yeah, and because yeah. he, he knew like, he's so competitive. He's a, he's a competitive kid. Like he wants to win everything. He wants to be an NBA basketball player when he gets older. So for us to be doing a challenge, like he knew that was a competition, like that he knew what that meant. It's a competition with ourselves. So that was really cool. I just kind of wanted to add that too, that if you have kids, they're watching they know what you're doing. They, they hear you say you're committed to a diet or something like that. And they watch you stuff your face with whatever you're stuffing your face with, or not going to the gym when you said you're going to go to the gym and you know, they're watching and it's going to play a role in how they grow up and who they grow up to be. Cause yeah, I'd be lying if I said that a lot of my things that I struggle with didn't stem from my mom watching her as a kid and stuff like that. So just little things like that. It, it is a special thing to be able to do these challenges and see what you're capable of and see how your family pays attention. And if you can get them involved somehow, it's, it's a special, special thing. And 
I guess one last point that I would add is since we've talked a lot about time and time management and stuff like that, and you started this out saying that you've been very productive. One thing that I've adopted in the last few months is I forget what the law is, but the law is whatever time you give to a task is how long it will take. And that's something that I've been really mindful of with all my work and anything that I've been doing is, you know, I can get an hour's worth of workout done in 45 minutes if I want to, if I give myself that time, if I give myself an hour and a half at the gym, it's going to take an hour and a half. So even just like cleaning my house, if I say I'm going to clean my house today, it could take me all day to get it clean. But if I say I have two hours to get it clean or an hour to get it clean or something, I get it done in that amount of time because I gave myself a limit. And so that's something that's really helped me out um, where I am right now, because I am doing good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my workouts. I'm trying to read every day. There's days that I don't, and I'm okay with that. There's days that my water lags, but I've understood that I do have time to get these things done. And if I am mindful about my time, then I'm not going to be wasting it on other things that I don't need to be doing. And I'm not going to take eight hours to do something that I could do in two. Yeah. Very, very well said. And I'm going to fight the urge to start another topic because you basically (laughs) brought up time blocking, which is a huge, huge takeaway that I've had and something that I'm super passionate about as somebody who does have similar to you, a lot of different irons in the fire. I think that is so important. Um, I also, I don't consider myself to be the most organized person on the face of the earth. So I have to time block, uh, or else I'll find a reason to do something other than what most needs to be done. So, all right. Well, I, again, I really appreciate, like I said, right from the jump, appreciate you being able to take the time and, uh, come on today just so we could walk through this. And uh, I definitely don't want to sign off without giving people some information on how they can connect with you because we've brought up um, a couple of the things you're involved in, including your podcast. So if you want to take a quick moment, which we'll also put this in the show notes, but just a quick moment to let folks know how they can connect with you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you having me back on. So my Instagram is where I like to be personally, and that's at Taylor Lakin, L-A-K-I-N underscore. I am the host of the Pursue Your Potential podcast. And basically you can find out a lot about me just from my social media. I'm an, I'm an open book and I share everything that I'm into from me practicing shuffling, shuffling and hula hooping and being a mom and my struggles and everything. So I, I, I joke, but it's kind of, it's pretty serious that if you if you wanted to know anything about me, it's on there. <laughs> I, I, I have no, I have nothing that's not being shown on there, I guess. Yeah. And I think that that's, um, I think that's really important for people like yourself to be uh, in the coaching space because I continue to see opportunities with coaches being comfortable, being vulnerable uh, with people so that they understand that coaches are not coaches because they're perfect and don't struggle and whatever else, uh, whatever other facade or image, uh, people seem to have. And, um, 
Yeah, I'll just end it with saying props on the podcast. You've been definitely rocking it very consistently for quite a while here. And it's been very cool to see that growth. So um, with that being said, thanks again for being on. Uh, appreciate anyone who has stuck with us until the end here. We know this was a lengthy conversation. However, uh, most impactful topics are just like anything. Uh, they take time to work their way through. So uh, for anybody who's still here, we appreciate you listening and we'll catch you next time.